One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we've got a great story of using malicious compliance to feed less fortunate people. We'll get into that, but first, I better see some flavors on that bleeping screen. The pokey little puppy strikes again and gets to Claude. Hey all, it's your Southwestern drive-thru operator OP trying to make it through one shift without losing my goddarned mine. Just one, but not this time. The reason for this is a loner, employee from a different Mendy's we call Brooklyn, not her real name. Things were going okay enough, you know, same old stuff, stuff being thrown at us, insults toward my family, and everyone who interacted with them. Just another Saturday night following a horrifically disappointing Diamondbacks loss. I kind of expect the customers to take their day out on me, sadly, but someone I stand next to and make the same money at the same time? It's a bit much. And by a bit much, I mean as unbearable as watching Tommy Wiseau act in my favorite movie as the star. Well, there goes any positive feelings I have about Shrek 2. I'm losing my mind, like the end of the movie Fight Club. Remember when Where Is My Mind played in the background? Yeah, that's me, falling closer and closer to lunacy, almost welcoming it so the anticipation of its manifestation doesn't kill me. What did Brooklyn do, you ask? Oh, she swore at me multiple times, light sauce. She fat shamed me anytime I didn't do exactly what she told me to do, at the exact time she said it. She's not my manager, nor anybody's I believe. She would tell me to get her more water bottles, not my job, not her job, while I'm taking people's orders, not like while I'm taking people's orders in the royal sense, like smack dab in the middle of speaking to someone and I'm supposed to hear what she yells. Well, displacement theory dictates that I can't do that right now, but I still manage to go back and defy this law of physics and be two places at once. I get them because they're needed and I can, so I do defy this law. But if you call me fat one more time, I will not be so accommodating. It's disrespectful and frustrating to work with this person to say the least, and I'm just getting started. She also leaves for the restroom without telling anyone, also light sauce comparatively. The thing that sent it over the top was drinks, and assault I suppose as I'm writing this. At this store we have a system, it works well, for everyone except Brooklyn. We have a very busy store for amendies. I'm talking about 650 to 700 orders nightly. Though Mendy's has a system in place for speed, we have a couple more that are needed to keep our speed and accuracy numbers quick and accurate. Here's the system from rolling up to the order box. I greet and take the order. As I'm taking the order and enter it, I'm also making the drinks. Entering the drinks is a multi-button process if you specify the drink. We only specify the drink if it's a price difference, like Chocolate Mrosti or Mavis's Craft Lemonades. If it takes an extra couple seconds, one if I press the button quickly, and on an order that's six Miggy bags with different sodas, it takes an unnecessarily long time to enter this, instead of repeating the first bag in quantity, six. Like, way longer than not doing this. We place the drinks in a row like a conveyor belt in the order in which I make them, which is always the order in which the cars come in. We only run one lane even accounting for mobile orders. When I put the drinks down, I, and the two other managers on shift right now, re-re-remind her that the drinks shown on the screen she sees won't always, rarely, reflect the actual drink ordered. Trust OP. Trust that drinks are the ones they are expecting. It works. 
Still, over and over, she pokes my shoulder like she's my teacher and it's 1982, saying, This is clear. What drink is it? It says Coke. I tell her in return, Remember, it's going to be what the customer ordered. Just hand out the number of drinks it has listed. It is right. I promise. This goes back and forth for a while and I made the mistake of trying to put flavors on the drinks on occasion or reminding her the drinks that are coming up in between the picoseconds of time we have to work with. When we get slammed, we all slip into the same old system that always works. We remind her again, Brooklyn, just hand out the drinks. You don't have to have an interview about drinks. Just hand out the next ones. The number of the drinks is on the bottom of the ticket up there. Just look. She sighs and all but throws the drink at the customer like it's their fault. I tell her, it's gonna be fine. I promise, it's always going to be right unless the customer changes their drink order between. Both managers even pipe in and say, yeah, OP always has the drinks right. I felt good about that moment. Management had my back. Anyway, next customer with a multi-miggy bag order. Here comes Pokey the puppy again, this time assaulting my clavicle. Look, this freaking stuff isn't working for me. Poking me increasingly harder with each syllable of the sentence. She yells in my face so hard, her gross lip juice jumped off her lip and morphed into my lower lip. Look, jerk, I want to see every flavor up there on that screen. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Every single one pokes abound. Enter malicious compliance. I turned around and ignored the fact that this woman just gave me cooties. The very next order I put the coke in specifically instead of just M drink and now says coke. And underneath begins a line of flavors that are possible and many that are not one line at a time. 
vanilla, raspberry, peach, sweet tea, caddyshack, strawberry, cherry, etc. It went on for 50 lines and took up the length of my screen twice. I hit store and let her rip. It took a few minutes for the order to get up to the queue, but when it did, it flustered her mid-sentence as she handed out the drink saying, And you had the Coke, vanilla, raspberry, peach, sweet tea, ca- Why the- And she turned to me directly and said, With the windows still open, You stupid fat butt, I freaking told you. I- You knew what I meant about the flavors, but the right freaking flavor! And added a hard poke that hurt like heck. Mainly because it's about the same spot six times now, and it hurt her as well, evidently. She screamed with agony while I'm trying to find out what went wrong. The customer started to look at her in the face and I had a feeling that she was going to lay into her about the fat butt remark, but this girl is screaming so loudly we change gears and start to help her. The reason she screamed with agony is because she was definitely in agony. She broke her fingernail straight back. Not just the fake ones she was wearing, which admittedly looked so freaking cool, like black and white geometric patterns with red blood splatter, But her whole nail came back and there was so much blood, so much. Suddenly everyone looked at me as if I did this to her, but after I lifted my shirt to see what my own pain was about, adrenaline was wearing off, I realized I was bleeding too. Rochelle, my manager one, asks me, oh my god is that her blood too? Nope, it was mine. Not as bloody, not as painful. But how I was able to bleed through my shirt from her pokes was a scientific oddity to say the least. As much as I would love to have a nice little bow to wrap this story up, looks like we're about in need of some bandage wrapping of our own. This just happened, so the ultimate fallout is still falling right now, update to follow. But right now I'm in the bathroom and my manager just rapped on the restroom door, asking if I'm okay. Sorry, I couldn't resist that last one. Even in pain and awkwardness of leaving my workers behind to be in the restroom, I still find a way to write something absolutely inane. Yup, date. Okay, I just kept this page opened and now writing more. The police were here, with the screaming and blood, the customer called the cops. No one was arrested, Brooklyn is off of collecting, and home for the rest of the night, and I'm back at it. She sprained her finger and her nail came right off. The police said I had every right to press charges and said I should have told management the second I got assaulted, the first time, and that we shouldn't work together, duly noted. Again, this took a non-linear weird turn at the end, but I think I may just be slower and enter the drink flavors from now on. Nah, it just doesn't work speedily, but I'll try when she's here. Also, we are open to other people's ways and systems and ideas. Diane was a floating manager from Mendy's and she was the one who taught us to enter in a small water as an order whenever there's a mobile order intended for lobby, but they're picking up through the drive-thru. It tells the cashier to look for an order without an identifier. That saves us so much time, unlike this story. Yeah, I'm kind of confused why OP is kind of downplaying the way they're being treated here. 100% when this whole thing's going on and they're getting poked like that and treated like that, that should be reported almost every time. If I had a coworker who was literally laying their hands on me, whether it's a poke or not, I would be reporting that and being annoying about reporting that because that's not okay. Our next story is, I used my meal plan to feed over 120 less fortunate people. This happened my freshman year of college about 20 years ago. My university had just invested in a big new dining hall and to help pay for their investment required all new students to buy a 150 meal plan both semesters. 
This was a big financial burden being from a lower middle class family, but my parents pooled funds to help me out and made it happen. Shortly into my first semester, I found out from friends that the meals you didn't use didn't roll over. Since I lived off campus, I knew I wouldn't be able to use them all. Heading into November, I realized I would end up with 60 to 75 meals left over, and I complained about this a lot to family and friends because it seemed like such a waste. In comes the plan. My freshman year of college was also my cousin's senior year, and we hung out pretty often. He was the biggest trickster slash prankster type you ever met. One night while we were drinking, he says, what if you brought a bunch of homeless people to use up your meals? Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. How much would that pee off those self-righteous jerks? We laughed all night, but the more I thought about the idea, the more I really started to like it. We talked all weekend about it and hatched a plan. On Monday morning, we went down to the local Salvation Army around the corner. I've grown to really despise this organization, but in the early 2000s in small town USA, it's what we had. We told the lady at the desk I would like to feed people in need with my meal plan. She was hesitant at first, but said she was working with people that this would be a huge blessing to, especially during the holiday season. She helped me organize two days the following week where around 30 people would meet me to eat at the dining hall. I would wear a certain hat so they could find me, and we would go to eat. The day finally arrived and all kinds of people were there. There were homeless people in tattered clothes, there were families with kids that seemed excited to eat out, there was even one family I will always remember that seemed embarrassed to take a handout, but I made an effort to talk to everybody and make them feel welcomed. At noon, we headed into the dining hall. I walked up to the lady at the entrance and said, These people are with me. They are my friends. I would like to swipe them in. She looked confused but reluctantly said okay. To say we got every reaction humanly possible would be an understatement. There were staff that were obviously annoyed with the influx of diners. There were students that were laughing. There were students that were giving me the silent clap. There were snobbish faculty members that seemed to be disgusted at the type of people coming into the dining hall. I didn't care at all. Eventually, a head staff member came up and said they knew what I was doing and they didn't like it. I said, these are my friends eating with me. I paid for these meals. Am I doing anything wrong? She was stumped. The next day, the same situation happened with the same reactions. It seemed that I had caused quite a stir on campus and it just so happened that the university president was eating there that day. She came up to me and said, even though she would ask that I not tell my friends to do the same thing with their meals as the staff couldn't handle the influx of diners, she was proud that her students had the heart to do something for others like that. The following semester, I did the exact same thing. I even used my meals sparingly so I could bring more people. The one memory that will always stick out in my head is the family with the little kids so excited to go to the pizza bar and soft serve ice cream machine giggling the whole time. To this day, it's still one of the proudest moments of my life. 
Me and my friends and family still have a drink and chuckle over the story and the snooty, angry reactions I got. I think this has to be like a top 10 all-time wholesome malicious compliance story that I've ever read. It's just such a good idea and I'm glad that it was executed and went so freaking well. I could imagine doing this just to try to get some revenge and use up these things, but having it really set in for you when you see those kids who don't have much giggling and all excited that they get to have pizza and ice cream. Honestly, I think it would be almost a tear-jerking moment to realize that you're really doing something nice for these people when all you were trying to do was just try to make use of it. Our next story is one $1 lottery ticket, please. Stopped at a convenience store to buy a drink. Sign in front of register said, proceed to self-checkout unless buying lottery tickets using cash. I have cash. Self-checkout is swamped and employees are standing around playing on their phones. So I got the attention of one of the employees and requested one $1 lottery ticket. And oh yeah, ring up my drink as well. Scowls, we're across the employee face. Best part was, I went outside, scratched the ticket, won $5, and we got to meet again as they paid me my hard-earned $5. People were still in line at the self-checkout. I don't know where in the world this place is or like what kind of area it has to be in to have a sign like this, but I don't understand it. I feel almost as if like they spent way too much on a self-checkout for a place that doesn't really need it, and they're almost just trying to justify the use of it. Doesn't sound very efficient and doesn't sound like a place that I would go to, unless it really was convenient for me. But hey, $5 is $5. Just don't fall into the trap of thinking you'd be a winner every time you went there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.